Welcome to the Panic Button Podcast, brought to you by XXXChurch.com. Each episode, Craig Gross answers a question or two that has got you in a panic. No topics are off limits, and all questions are encouraged. Here is your host, Craig Gross. Hey, it's Craig, and we're talking this week about this question. Why do I look at porn when times get tough? So let's say you get fired, you get a fight with your wife, something bad happens to you. Um, I mean, the list goes on. At least you've identified what it is that we would call a trigger that is not causing you to do it because you just don't want to blame that. Like, oh, I got fired, so I looked at porn. But I think it's, it's, a, it's a true emotion and it's a true result of that trigger. And so that's, it's like your stomach growls, what do you do? You eat or your eyes start kind of shutting, you go, I got to sleep. And so in that same way, it's like, there's something that, that stirs something up inside you that goes, man, I want to run to this. And so my question kind of back to you would just be like, and not even a question, or I guess my thought would be like, why not pers- keep pursuing what that is? And if you've identified right now, like you've asked like, oh, I, I know this is a pattern. Uh, now you can't stop bad things from happening obviously to you, maybe you can, maybe you can take yourself out of some of those situations, but I think you're gonna have to learn, um, and some of this is gonna come with experience and age, how you're going to respond in those times because those times are gonna hit you. I mean, whether that's a death or whether that's, I mean, there's bad things happen all the time. And I have a great friend, his name's Brandon, and uh, I mean, this guy on, when you meet him and you listen to him, he's full of life and energy. One of the happiest, just, I don't know, one of the best guys that I know. And um, sadly, underneath that, like he's walked around with a lot of pain. And um, I, as I've gotten to know that him and I've seen him share this, at least with me, and I asked him to share it with you. and man, these are deep kind of things that happened to him as a, as a child that he have carried into adulthood. And this has nothing to do with porn, but I, I just wanted to show this video as a part of this resentment idea and this resentment project because, man, this could be totally disconnected from porn, but it's what is driving your use to porn or it's driving your unhealthy addiction over here. And so for Brandon, like, Later in life, he realized, man, I got to get a hold of some of this stuff from my past so it doesn't stay with me and brought into his marriage or brought into now his family. And so he's dealt with it. And uh, when I've heard him talk about it, what you're going to hear on video is deeply personal stuff that, that maybe you've gone through situations like this and then we can have empathy and we can have compassion. But what we don't want to do is keep excusing your behavior because of these things, but help you actually get to the root and deal with this. So... Welcome, uh, Brandon. My name is Brandon Petrie, uh, affiliated with Triple X Church through Craig. Became friends about eight, nine, ten years ago. So Craig called and said, hey, I've got this idea. I want to talk to you about it. What do you think about the idea of resentment? And we sat down and talked and I said, you know, I'm actually working through that for the first time at a deeper level in my own life. And the story is, is that uh, I'm probably a poster child for therapy. I walk into the therapist's office and the The therapist says, hallelujah, I've made money off of this guy, or I will make money off of this guy. I grew up in Houston, Texas, uh, in an age and time, late 1970s, early 1980s, 
when a couple things weren't shared very openly. One, uh, my parents were on the brink of divorce. My dad was living uh, as a gay man and uh, was coming out at that time. And then years later contracted AIDS and, uh, and died in 1993. Um, that led to just pain and hurt and sorrow within our family. Uh, he was uh, abusive. He uh, had mental issues, uh, probably if he'd been diagnosed was a narcissist. And growing up in that whirlwind and that uh, pain and suffering in our own family, my sister dealt with it, I've dealt with it, my mom took the abuse of it. Um, and then deeper issues of sexual abuse uh, against me and my mom uh, really caused some trauma that I had yet to uncover. So when Craig asked about the issue of resentment, it was perfect timing. We've been going back and going to a therapist and uncovering some of those issues for the first time to look at it and address it and to say, uh, this has shaped and molded my life in ways I didn't even think or could imagine it would play out in. I think our natural inclination is to try and survive. And so we pick up skills, we pick up tools that make us hide or, or run or flee pain. We don't want to deal with pain. We don't want to look at it. We don't want to face it. Um, it is painful to think about the things that have happened to us or the relationships that we've had, things that we've caused on ourselves or things that have been done to us. And so our natural inclination is just to, to flee, to, to run, to hide. Um, and so I use things like humor or asking people about their lives and not wanting to talk about my own. Um, I use tools uh, to deflect and to, to run. But at some point, you either have to face it or you'll be crushed by the weight of it. I think that God's grace and mercy in my own life has, uh, has, has been something I could, I, I can't even put to words because it's allowed me to say I'm not alone. I don't struggle with this without someone knowing what it's like, that I can go to Jesus and hear, I know you, I created you, I love you, I've shaped you, I'll hold your hand through this, I'll walk through it with you. Not only will he cut his hands off for me rather than using them to hurt me, but he hung them on a cross to save me. And when I think about that, when I meditate on that, when I look at that, I, I think there's nothing that I can't face and deal with, whether it's been done to me or whether I've done it to someone else. We, um, we struggle through the hard times sometimes alone, and I don't want to be alone. And uh, yeah, I think that that, that is a, a, a fear that most of us have, is that we will be alone. But when you think about that partnership that comes with Christ, you no longer flee. And you'll say, I'll get healthy or I'll die trying. I think that when we enter into the process of that, that healing, whether it's through a therapist or through a pastoral counseling or through friendships that, that may be digging in those, re those ways, you can only deal with what you can deal with. You can only deal with so much pain at a, time, at a certain time. So it's like a, a, a layer of an onion. You're constantly peeling it back and you get to a place where you say, I'm functioning pretty well. For us, we just started praying, Lord, reveal to us what it is that you'd have us look at. For me, it was the sexual abuse of my dad to me. 
I had um, known about it. It wasn't hidden. It wasn't um, something that I, I hadn't talked about before to a certain extent, but I never really dealt with it. And the, the, the feeling of shame and guilt and uh, being a male, having that done to me, uh, feeling alone in that way was, was, um, was something I, I, I just not wanted to do, not wanted to talk about, not wanted to, um, I didn't want to uh, address it. If you'd asked me about it, I'd tell you about it. But to deal with it emotionally, to deal with it um, in a way that healed rather than just covered up was a whole new level. And, uh, and we've, we, we're hitting those pieces um, even now. The question has been, do I resent my dad for what was done to me? And the answer is no. Craig asked at the very beginning, when I think of the word resentment, what do I first think about? Um, a lot of it stems with my dad right away, but there was that process of forgiveness. I got into the place where right off the bat, I wanted to deal with the pain and the suffering that, that he caused. Um, most of it had to do with the emotional pain, physical abuse, things of that nature. I got to a place very early on where I could say, you know, he's broken, he's hurting. He came from a difficult background. It's not that he meant to hurt me in the way that he did, but he did. Uh, and through that knowledge, through that release, I was able to say, I forgive you. Um, what you did was awful. What you did was painful. What you did caused hurt and damage to me and to others, but I forgive you. Years later, as we worked through the issues that were specifically done to me, to my body, the sexual abuse, I've had to recover, uh, uncover that again, to look at it again. Um, what does it mean at this level and at this layer? And I still think he was broken, he was hurting, he didn't have the help, but God intends to use this pain in my life to make me better, to change me, to mold me, to transform me more into the image of His Son. I think that this is where Christian community becomes so important. The, the question of what next, what do we do? I, I, I realize that there's a problem. I think it's stemming from anger or from past hurts or whatever it might be. Um, we don't do a good job of really walking with people through life. We do a good job of saying, I'm with you. We do a good job of saying, I wanna be there with you. I wanna care for you, I'll pray for you. But really, what does it mean to walk in the trenches with someone? And there are trained professionals to do that. Um, pastors can do it. Uh, our community can help do it. But we really have to learn to say, I'll walk with someone through that. With that said, how do I deal with it? And how do I, how do I help others deal with it? It is a multi-level approach and it is a, it's one that you cannot stop going after. What do I mean? When you recognize that there's an issue there, I think you have to come to the realization that you are going to solve it or die trying. You're gonna address it or die trying. You're gonna go find help or you're gonna die trying. There's no way around it. And Joseph says that when he was thrown into slavery, he tells his brothers, what you intended for evil, God intended for good. And uh, I think that's what's been true in my life.
for listening to the Panic Button Podcast. If you want Craig to answer your question on an upcoming episode, please email panicbutton at xxxchurch.com. Or if you're using the Anchor app, please go to your user profile, tap the message button, and hit record, and then hit save, and then send it.